Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Level 252, another Sunday night solo especial from uh, Joe the Wookie Riot, your podcast host. That's right, just another solo episode of a little bit of news catch-up. I had some ideas for some guest episodes this week, but alas, as you know from last week, internet woes abounded, and they didn't get better. I think uh, we finally fixed it today, fingers crossed. But uh, I guess I'll find out when I try to publish this tonight. <laughs> but uh, just me and you and some news. There actually, you know, from the last episode, it's sort of been a quiet news week, which is cool. Means uh, we'll probably have a shorter episode. Maybe there'll actually be some time to talk about some of the stuff that I've watched. We'll see how it all turns out. But let's just get right into it with the Triple F, the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. And of course, we're going to start with our semi official news mofo, Mr. Danny the Deuce. Sheriff Deuce of Dusseldorf, and and he started with the Emmy Nom Nom Noms. Probably got it right from the title with uh, Nom Nom Noms. Is Wookie just gonna talk about food? Oh, the food I could talk to you about. Had some delicious Chinese food for dinner, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the nominations for the Emmys, and just uh, the long and short is just excitement. Always, you know, television gets uh gets the nominations but all the all the cool geeky stuff that we watch just you know that you know they'll get nominations here and there but they don't get like mega plethora of nominations and this year that's not true holy hell so many nominations and like really talking about it you know shows like the crown and the handmaid's tale get nominations because it's good good television Uh, i've actually only watched i think the first season of the crown but everybody's like it's so good you need to watch more and you're right, I'm a history major, and I, I love historical stuff or stuff based on history. And I'll, I'll probably get around to The Crown. My my beautiful wife has watched much more of it and enjoyed it very much. Um, but yeah, The Crown got 24 nominations, but you know what else got Mother Trucking not 24 nominations? Mando! Mando, Mando. Mando Season 2 got just as many nominations as The Crown. And that's not it. WandaVision got one less at 23 Wow, and then of course Falcon and the Winter Soldier got like five. Uh, the Simpsons was nominated for Outstanding Animated Program and Outstanding Short Form Animated Program, which is a first for it. Of course, uh, <laughs> it's even better because it's actually the Star Wars inspired Maggie Simpson short that got the nomination. Cool. And then there were other ones. The Boys got five. Uh, Hamilton got twelve, which is, I've heard some people talking about, you know, because it's just a musical. But it was on Disney Plus. Which is streaming, which is technically TV. Well, it is TV. You watch it on your TV, right? So, Hamilton got 12. Lovecraft Country got 18 nominations. Hell yeah, because that show was beautiful. My number one from last year. And then Handmaid's Tale, of course, got 18. But Saturday Night Live got 18. Just a, a lot of really cool, like, geeky stuff getting some love. And we'll see who wins, you know what I mean? That's going to be the... A nomination is one thing. Actually, winning will be another, but... With 24 and 23 nominations for Mando and WandaVision, you know, respectfully, there is a, a chance that we're going to see some big wins for some some really cool geeky content that we like. 
That's awesome. Also seen some news that Gina Carano got snubbed at the Emmys. No, no, because you have to act to uh, to get an acting nomination. And I've, I've looked at the, the, the nominations that are not her for the Emmys, and all of those people probably did a much better job than that hateful lady. So there you go. Danny also posted, we got a Free Guy trailer. But even better, we got freaking Deadpool and Korg <laughs> like commenting about it and of course everybody's like this this is an official like MCU blah 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 well no Taika Waititi is the villain of Free Guy uh, but I'm sure you know the powers that be of course you know Free Guy one of the last like movies from the Fox Empire when Disney you know acquired them they, they, they're just synergy and it's a beautiful lovely way to advertise this movie to get more people excited you know hey you like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool and Deadpool 2 the, the movie about Frigin, <laughs> which is funny because that's a joke from the from the little trailer. Hey, you're, you might like this. Hey, you like Taika Waititi? You like everything that he does? You like his giant rock monster from Ragnarok? Hi, I'm Korg. Uh, I'm out of rocks, but no need to be afraid, unless you made a scissors. <laughs> and uh, while Korg doesn't have that much to say, it was just really super lovely. You got that Deadpool humor, and you got to see some Korg. Uh, including them actually using some visual effects to make Korg look cool and talk about the Free Guy trailer. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, lots to be excited by for this movie. I think uh, I think it might actually be really fun. The premise of, a, of an NPC, you know, getting some sort of, a, some sort of, you know, cognizance within the video game universe that they are and then, you know, doing whatever they need to do to, to save the day, but I don't know how it matters in a Grand Stakes way, but does it matter? Because it's just a, a interesting premise, and August 13th, if you're if you're so inclined, you're going to get to enjoy that movie, and uh, that's that's really freaking cool, you know what I mean? And, and, and really beautiful advertising. If Deadpool did nothing else right, which he did lots of good things right, but its advertising was one of them, and Ryan Reynolds seems to, to really know how to sell a product, and, and while I was interested in the free game movie, this got me even more interested. So there you go. Uh, Danny also posted about the Chucky show that's going to be on USA and Sci-Fi. It is a series. It is October 12th. Uh, it's, yeah, why not? I've enjoyed the the truck, the Chucky, the Trucky. It's a whole other thing. It's about a scary truck. His name's, name's Maynard, and uh, he uh, he's a tow truck. And he was a spy at one point, and a wrestler, and a heavy metal. No, this this is not about about the, the tow truck from Cars. This is about Chucky, Chucky the Killer Doll. And you buy him at a yard sale, but now there's a knife missing from a butcher block, and who knows what's going to be. But lots of the voice talent, including Jennifer Tilly and Brad Dorf, or not Brad Dorf, uh, Brad somebody, whoever did the voice of Chucky, coming back. And uh, it's it's the the nice guy doll, and uh, it really looks cool, and uh, bring a little bit of horror into a series. Excitement, October twelfth. Danielle's posted. Apparently, the Cobra Commando toys are going to continue having no hood. Uh, just basically comes on the heels of Hasbro being like, uh, bad guys in hoods is no bueno. So let's not do that. And uh, well, I didn't see any images of what Cobra Commander looks like currently. It has been a long, long time since I bought a G.I. Joe toy, which we're probably talking about like over 30 years. But um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know how I feel about it. I know Danny is much more invested into the Joe universe, and I'm not talking about my universe, though he is invested in my life as well. 
uh, you know, how feel how you want to and look on the internet if you want to know more about it and see other people's opinions. Daniels posted about HBO Max is developing two animated spinoffs from Game of Thrones. Uh, and also, like within that, I guess there was a show that was going to be about Flea Bottom, you know, a portion of King's Landing. Um, but yeah, so that's not happening, but the animated spinoffs are, and it might be about uh, a portion of the world that, you know, George R. R. Martin talked about in the books that he needs to finish. But in the books that he has written, they talked about it. It's an area based on, uh, you know, a dynasty from Chinese history. Uh, cool. <laughs> I mean, animated is a smart way to go because, you know, you just got to get the voice talent and you can show a lot of really cool things, uh, which potentially will cost less than than filming them. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, they want to keep the Game of Thrones thing alive. I mean, the article does make a point just to say that the, uh, the show about the Targaryen past is the only thing that we know for sure is going to happen. And uh, we shall see. But uh, apparently, you know, animated is one of the ways that they're thinking about going for the Game of Thrones. HBO Max trying to bring all sorts of content to keep that money revenue flowing. And this is one way to do so. Uh, then we go to Joseph. He posted uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl announcement. So if you ever wanted to, like he said, punch SpongeBob in the face, hey, that uh, that, that's right there for you. You can, you can potentially... Be Patrick Star and punch SpongeBob in the face, or you can be uh, uh, Powdered Toast Man and do it, or one of the Wild Thornberries, or uh, Reptar, or Doug, or no, I don't think Doug was actually in there. Uh, Invader Zim was in there, Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and more and more Nickelodeon characters. And they said there's going to be more surprises, although they only showed certain characters. But brawling it out in, in settings from the different shows on your favorite video game platform, Fall 2021. So if you've dreamed of nothing else than punching a yellow sponge that's just trying to bring joy to me and my family uh, in the face, then do so. But I, I mean, I wouldn't blame you. I could understand why people would hate Spongebob. <laughs> I, I, I get it 100%. Uh, but that is a show that, that my oldest, who just turned 22, God, getting old, friends... Uh, but I was really young when I had Kay, but uh, I didn't have Kay. Of course, Kay's, Kay's biological mother did. But you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When when I became a Faja, uh, really, really liked you know SpongeBob. So when the kids that I work with are all into it, like I get it, because uh, yeah, I, I I watched an episode or two, and I, I will admit, if it's on television and the boys are doing their own thing and we're not watching anything else, I'll stop and watch an episode of SpongeBob. Why not? Often funny, um, Joseph. Thank you for sharing that. I don't, I don't, you know, everybody knows on the podcast, I don't play games. I don't really have the time. I don't have a platform, uh, but I'm always interested in the different things. And this is one way, you know, Nickelodeon making sure that their characters are in the pop culture zeitgeist. So there you go. It's uh, people like fighting games, people like Nickelodeon stuff. Synergy. <laughs> I posted a couple things. A reminder of no Loki spoilers. Uh, do not spoil the sacred timeline. Uh, we will have a spoiler episode of Loki. I don't think... I think me and Danny are recording something else that'll come out next weekend. And then the following week probably will be our WandaVision... Or not WandaVision, but our Loki and Black Widow spoiler episode. And then it'll be carte blanche. Share your memes and all that jazz after that. But for now, let's not spoil it. Let's give people a chance to actually watch the show. Like, people have lives and, and whatnot. But it, it does make it hard because there are quite a few news stories that I've seen. I actually have three, like, saved... 
save to the side to post post later because they're all spoilery. Uh, that the ending of Loki does does bring different things to the world of the MCU, and uh, it's difficult. And I'm I'm not positive that you know people will be able to to withstand posting a news story that might not you know spoil a thing or two. We'll do our best here at Laugh It Up Fuzzball to make sure that doesn't happen. But that's also why probably the Loki spoiler is going to happen sooner rather than later, just because it's it's such a big thing. And um, it's, it's going to raise all sorts of questions for future content. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, but for now, don't spoil the sacred timeline. <laughs> for, the, for the love of God, just save the sacred timeline for just a little bit longer. Uh, I also posted the Why the Last Man Season 1 teaser that show does come out September 13th on FX. Uh, not much in it, actually. It's just you know basically reminding you that the premise of the entire show, based on a comic, is that all the men, the Y chromosome... They all die, except for one man and his capuchin monkey friend, Ampersand, and uh, living in a world of women. And I'm really excited. I hope the show is so good. Looking forward to watching it. Also posted the news, Indy 5 is added, Antonio, Mother Truck, and Banderas to the cast. Seriously, I'm not kidding when I say this movie is going for the main gold. Like, with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen and Harrison Ford, of course, coming back for one last hurrah as Indy. Yeah, and Antonio Banderas, who knows, maybe he'll be a Sala type character, maybe he'll be a Marcus Brody type character. We shall find out, maybe he's going to be the villain. But I'm excited for another quality actor being involved in Indy 5, and uh, looking forward to seeing that movie when it comes out next year. Also posted, Disney Plus is going to air a Behind the Attraction series detailing uh, the rides, attractions, including... Star Tours and Jungle Cruise, which anybody who knows me knows those two things are very near and dear to my heart. In addition, Haunted Mansion, which Jungle Cruise is my favorite Disneyland attraction. Haunted Mansion is my close runner-up. In fact, uh, I have a tattoo of Haunted Mansion. I do not yet have a tattoo of the Jungle Cruise, although I hope to remedy that sometime in the near future. But also going over uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and Space Mountain, and it's 10 episodes in its first run, produced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which I'm sure might have something to do with him being involved in a certain Jungle Cruise movie, but there's going to be five more episodes that are later, so five more behind the scenes. And and, and presumably, they've got so many attractions, they can do this do this for a while, and people will be interested. Uh, the very first one is going to be Jungle Cruise, drops July 21st, and that is, once again, the word synergy, because uh, the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland has opened up with some some new show scenes to make the ride less racist and uh, i have gotten the chance to to view those new show scenes and they're very good a lot of love has been given to the jungle cruise which makes me very very happy uh but yeah but also the you know there's a movie coming out so we'll see hopefully it's an hour long and it has lots of great lovely information and i am looking forward to all the love given to the jungle cruise and for this behind the attraction series especially because uh while the star tour thing will probably include some talk about galaxy's edge really want to get some more information about Star Tours because that is the ride which started the Lucasfilm Synergy. Ooh, I'm not going to make that the title, but god damn it, I've said it so many times. I'm like, uh, maybe that should be the title. Nom 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 Synergy. <laughs> we shall see. Ian posted uh, some battle thing between a Spartan looking figure and a cow, which might come from Minecraft. Frankly, I didn't understand it. Uh, Ian, if you're wondering, if you listen, Probably the cow's gonna win since uh, most people would obviously put the military man against you know winning against livestock, but maybe the cow is a mad cow has the disease that makes him mad? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, 
sure i i appreciate anybody posting geeky stuff and uh if it made sense to you all the better and then darian uh he just posted you know three set photos from uh you know the flash movie that's coming out which will which will have michael keaton coming back as uh his iteration of the batman and it had his batmobile and uh looks dope looks like the batmobile from the burn verse and uh I'm, I'm all about it damn it they've they've figured out a way to get me to watch this flash movie where i wasn't really that interested to begin with because i i don't really care about ezra ezra miller's barry allen i i didn't like him in the justice league but you know what there's enough weirdness going on that I'm curious to see what goes down in the Flash movie. And uh, I'm a, I love the Flash, so maybe it'll be great. Or maybe it won't. And then I'll just hate on it. Hate, hate, hate on it. And then I'll be like, yes, let the hate roll through you. And I'll be like, I wish I didn't hate so much. I want to be good like Luke Skywalker. And he's like, no, yes, yes, with the lightning fingers. You can't see me wiggling my hands at the microphone, but... You get the idea. But that's all the stuff from the Fantabulous Fuzzball's Focus. Not that much stuff on Laugh at Fuzzball, but that's okay. Because sometimes there's tons, and it's crazy. And uh, I don't get as much time to talk about the different things, or ramble, or be weird. So that's fine. There's a couple other news things in the Star Wars world to let the Wookiee win. Uh, Tamura Morrison is doing all the talking because the Book of Boba Fett is coming out. Uh, he did drop uh, some other directors for the Book of Boba Fett besides Robert Rodriguez. But it should be no big surprise to everybody. Johnny Johnny Fav, John Favreau, gonna be directing at least an episode. Dave Filoni gonna be directing at least an episode, and then Bryce Dallas Howard getting to direct some more Star Wars. You know, she did the one episode for Mando season one, the one episode for Mando season two. So that's cool. I'm glad that they're keeping her in the Star Wars universe. He did also say that there's been no talk of more seasons, but you know, I did share that news story from Ming Na Wen with the merch that says season one, which makes everybody think that there's going to be a season two we shall see hopefully just uh whatever we get for book of boba fett is highly enjoyable uh i also saw that uh there's going to be something on disney plus uh, behind the scenes for the mandalorian so we already got the behind the scenes you know when season two came out but they're going to do an episode based completely on the finale it will stream august 25th on disney plus and uh basically the entire episode where where uh, a Jedi Master shows up, and uh, and there's some some sentimental love between an unmasked Mando and a puppet, <laughs> and uh, and and lots of lots of girl action and dark troopers, and we're gonna get a, an episode all about it, and that's cool. I think uh, I really want more information behind that best kept secret of of what the finale of Mando season two was. Looking forward. So August 25th, we'll get that. Hooray! Uh, also, I did read on the stream of the interwebs uh, that two of the Vision shorts, that the Star Wars anime thing that's coming out, are going to take place after Episode 9. Now, keep in mind, all of this is non-canon, but Hiroyuki Imaishi's episode, The Twins, will follow two twins who have been raised on the, on the dark side of the forest by the remnants of the Imperial Army after episode nine so that is interesting and then kenji kamiyama's episode the ninth jedi is going to focus on what became of the jedi after episode nine uh through the lens of a brand new character and that is all to say yes for now these shorts are non-canon but i tell you what people really 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 love this stuff who knows how it could lead into future content for star wars and i i think that's interesting that means you know probably or presumably some of the shorts you know will be prequels and some of the shorts will be original 
and it looks like we're going to get to go beyond the sequel universe, and that's neat. I am looking forward to whatever that entails. Moving on to Flavor of the Geek, yeah, wow, we're just blowing through the news here. There's there's really just not that much, and it's it's actually quite lovely to me. But uh, if you did not hear, uh, there were rumors that there was going to be a second season of Lovecraft, but alas, there will be no second season for Lovecraft Country. It is is official. I'm not sure. I, I didn't actually read what the, all the official reasons for it were. It's sort of a bummer because I really, really enjoyed that show. But uh, keep in mind that the first season was all based off a book. So while they did set up stuff where they could do a second season, there's not actually source material for it, which does make it harder. So, you know, in the vein of Watchmen was so great and, uh, you know, the, if the original showrunner isn't, isn't willing to go and do more then that, that can hamper getting more and HBO would just have to figure out something. But, you know, HBO is also dealing with all the HBO Max stuff and the DC stuff and uh, everything that they have planned for Game of Thrones. So I, th- I think for now they'll be okay. They even got that movie, which is a prequel to The Sopranos. So I think they'll be fine. Uh, time will tell. Also, uh, if you didn't hear, Matt Shackman of uh, WandaVision, the director of WandaVision, has been tapped by none other than J.J. Abrams to direct the fourth Star Trek film. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that was potential. It will be the cast of Abrams' Star Trek. So, you know, Chris Pine as Cam Kirk and more, uh, which means we're going to get a what's-his-noodle... Uh, Ba, 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 ba. can't think of his name Carl Urban coming back uh, and and presumably everybody else coming back, Zoe Saldana and all of them for one more Star Trek film and maybe even more beyond that we'll see, I know uh, from what I've heard all that cast really enjoyed working together and doing the movies and uh, you know with the, the Star Trek Beyond movie that they did the third iteration which wasn't J.J. Abrams they, they did go a different way you know me and Heather saw it in the theater we enjoyed it it was sort of like a, uh, a really bombastic episode of Star Trek but that's okay I don't, I don't actually see any problem with that as long as it's structured and has a plot and has, you know goes through an entire arc so we'll, we'll see uh, that doesn't mean Shackman is writing it but, it, you know, he directed WandaVision very well, and good for him that, you know, he had success in one avenue, and uh, he's getting an opportunity to do more. Uh, it is interesting, you know, since that is the Paramount Universe, pulling uh, Shackman away from, like, the Disney Universe and his connection to the MCU. I'm not sure how all those contracts work, but uh, we'll see. I mean, talented person, so it, interest is there. I also heard for Indy 5 that Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been announced or rumored at least that she's going to be playing Marcus Brody's daughter, which is really, really freaking cool. Uh, of course, Marcus Brody, you know, gone by the time of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really freaking cool. I think uh, that'd be a, a neat way. And, and we don't know anything else about this movie other than they're going for the James Mangold. They, they've got great talent. And we'll see how Harrison Ford can, can play Indy in his golden years. Uh, also news that Will Smith was not in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, uh, basically because of scheduling conflicts. You know, there's coronavirus, and he was working on other things, and they said it was serendipitous. You know, they wanted to go a different direction, and, and using Idris Elba uh, as, as the main character instead of Will Smith, you know, was one way to do that, but they didn't have to just, like, you know, shuttle Will Smith to the side and be like, we're not interested in you. Uh, he has scheduling conflicts, which leaves him open that, you know, if they end up doing more Suicide Squad movies in the future and want to bring his character back 
And uh, so there's no bad blood or, or craziness there. It's just a scheduling conflict thing. And even if that's just a party line, you know, I, I like it. It feels good. It makes me happy inside. I also heard a rumor that, you know, Wesley Snipes uh, might have a cameo in an upcoming MCU film. And nobody knows whether that's Blade. There are people posturing that way because of things that have happened in the MCU. Also with Mahershala Ali going to be Blade in a future movie. You know, that sometimes using those legacy characters in a way it can be good. We'll see, but I know Wesley Snipes has been asked about it and said that if he gets a call from Kevin Feige, he's down. So, <laughs> there you have it. Also, uh, Mick, Michael Waldron of uh, Rick and Morty and the writer of Loki, as well as the writer of the upcoming Doctor Satmom, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, ha- has been tapped to be the writer for Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. Uh, so, hey, if you like Rick and Morty, uh, the episodes that he wrote, if you like Loki... Yeah, and after we've watched Dr. Satmom and have an opinion about it, hey, he's uh, getting more writing work, and that is uh, Star Wars for Kevin Feige. And that's crazy. That is all the news, friends. <laughs> Holy moly, we're at 25 minutes, and um, and we had to catch up. Like I said, it was a slow news week. Uh, I, I wanted to record with Danny, but it just didn't work because my internet wasn't working. We were actually going to have an entire episode uh, with a, a weird, not weird, but a, I guess what we think of as a unique take on Star Wars just based on our life experience. But unfortunately, the internet didn't cooperate, so I'm like, eh, gotta get something out. And then my internet still wouldn't cooperate, so I was like, I'm not gonna record an episode if I can't post it. But then my lovely wife fixed it all today, so uh, just getting an episode out to you. I guess that's just, uh, we could do some corn screen watches with brief thoughts. Uh, let's see. I'm not completely caught up with Batwoman. I think we're like two episodes behind. But man, I am really liking what they're what they're doing with the story. I think Ryan is an amazing Batwoman. I think uh, the stuff that they're doing uh, with uh, with the character of Kate Kane uh, and Alice, and then uh, with the the big villain that was sort of the reveal of season one. And then, and sort of love interest, but then the the stuff that they're doing with uh, with uh, Luke Fox is really really cool, uh, and it's poignant. You know, they're dealing with some race issues, they're dealing with privilege, they're dealing with uh, police shootings and and crime and cover ups, and it's it's just all sorts of wild. They're dealing with drug addiction and uh, and, and psychological issues. And uh, it's just, you know, it's it's not super heavy. So when you're watching it, it's not like you're being browbeaten and, and having to force, you know, forcefully deal with all these social issues. But it's all there, and I find it so lovely. And I my hat's off to to the, to the you know, Arrowverse for, for having the bravery to do that. For Superman and Lois, fudge. My favorite show of the DCW this season me and Heather look forward to watching it. I think we are two episodes behind on Superman and Lois, but I, I really, really love the dynamic for for Clark and Lois and their and their two sons. Yes, if that's a spoiler for you, you're like you only had one son in the comics. You're right, but in the show, he's got two. Uh, and dealing with uh, Morgan Edge and and the stuff going on in Smallville, and then, and the way that leads, you know, there's in the first episode, there's a a big, you know. Is it, is it Lex Luthor from a different universe, bad guy? And, and the way it all gets revealed, that was just like fist pump. And I was like, bah, bah. And I don't want to spoil that for you. Uh, you know, I'm sure when we do our best stuff for the year, if I if I mention Superman and Lois, uh, which is highly likely, I really enjoy the show, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bring up, uh, you know, 
what the what that reveal was, and it's it's just thoroughly enjoyable. I, I'm enjoying the piss out of it, and uh, there's there's a lot more coming. And the only reason I'm behind is there's only so much time. In fact, you know, tonight would be a night where me and Heather would watch an episode of a show. And uh, alas, I have, I have to record a podcast, and that probably means Shar to be laying down by the time I publish this, and we won't watch that episode because I have to wake up really early for work tomorrow. So you know, we're we're doing our best, but as these shows finish, you know, having new episodes, we'll we'll have the opportunity to catch up, and uh, it's nice to have a show. You know, normally I don't watch every single one of my shows with Heather. But, uh, you know, because we moved together in the middle of a season and then coronavirus meant that there wasn't a lot of new stuff on television. But it, I, I like having these, these geeky shows that I watch with my wife. And uh, that, that's why I don't do the, you know, the, all the S's, the, the Star Wars sci-fi superhero uh, syn- short synopsis or whatever where I, I keep track of it every week. Because I realize I'm not staying completely caught up. Uh, and also, I, I know you know some people that listen to the podcast have said that they don't don't want a lot of crazy spoilers for the shows that they're watching, so they skip or whatnot uh, to to not listen to it, like Ryan and other people. So you know that's fine. I don't want to spoil these things, but it is it's cool to tell you I'm enjoying it. The Flash, wow! They I thought it was really cool that they were doing uh, new stuff, and they're continuing to do new stuff. If uh, if you're a big fan of uh, the the serial killer Flash, oh, I'm not thinking off the top of my head god i'm tired uh but um the white flash uh stand by one two do 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 boo boo do boo do boo do boo do boo gosh that's embarrassing when i can't remember anything so godspeed so they've used godspeed a little bit in previous episodes but hey uh, they're using it in this current season, and then they have the Strength Force, and the Sage Force, and the Psych Force, and, and stuff from Joshua Williamson's run on Flash, you know, post-rebirth, so really excited to see all that. I like uh, the heart humor, very, very, I'm actually, I like the way that they're doing Sue Dibney, and the fact that Ralph is not around, and it's not an issue. Uh, I just, you know, the Flash is fun, and then they're they're doing stuff with the future, and, uh, and you know, it is going to lead to Bart Allen at some point, although I have not seen him yet in an episode. Like I said, I'm, I'm a few uh, few episodes behind. I think I'm also two behind on Flash. But uh, really, really enjoying it. Supergirl, of course, really caught up because right now it's on show. The show is on hiatus. You know, there's some episodes where we were like, oh, that was a little cheesy. Or they did a two-parter and we're like, okay. And, you know, the, the stakes are different. Uh, but it's Supergirl and we enjoy it. It's definitely not as grounded as Superman and Lois. Uh, but I'm looking forward to when that show comes back. And uh, really, really looking forward to it. As far as DC's Legends of Tomorrow, we're so behind on that show. We've seen two episodes of it, uh, but it's it's Legends of Tomorrow. It's, it's irreverent. It's crazy. It's wild. <laughs> it's dealing with space aliens uh, and a nice twist for Gary. And uh, yeah, uh, we're we're looking forward to seeing more of the show. That's just uh, that's the one we're the most behind on, and uh, we watched two just to catch up a little bit. But yeah, that's that's one that we're probably going to catch up on after we've caught up on all the other DCW shows. Um, what else? Uh, I think I talked about it, but I watched that documentary, The Problem with Apu. That was that was interesting. I think trying to if I watched it on HBO Max. I know it's available on one of the streamers, so I didn't I didn't pay for it. But uh, 
yeah, it uh, it was it was interesting, you know, uh, like what to say. I mean, Hari Kondabolu, like going through like how that how that portrayal like affects somebody, you know, who is Indian Indian by descent and heritage. I, I never thought about it because I mean I've, I've told said it on the podcast I'm a white Wookiee and I, I grew up with the Simpsons and you know the the jokes of of Apu you know voiced by Hank Azaria you know thank you come again that's that's something that embarrassingly like we said when we went to Seven Elevens and saw somebody of of Indian descent although even more embarrassing they could have been Pakistani or or other things and us not even had any clue but uh, yeah you know uh, I was just watching it and I was like oh man. It, it just makes you feel dirty, and you're like, yeah, they, they probably should have done something a lot earlier. And I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, Dr. Hibbert, his voice has changed. He's actually voiced by a black actor now. And that's good, but his voice is completely different. And, uh, you know, but you don't want to kill off a beloved character, so how do you do it? How do you, how do, you do it well? And uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's tough. Uh, but I think it is worth discussing and doing. And the documentary, while it does uh, present just you know one, one side of the argument, it's it's worth worth watching. Like to to, at least uh, you know broaden your horizons and and ask yourself some questions. So, I I didn't think it was wasted time. Uh, I did talk to my friend Alyssa that was like, oh, it's just one sided and nut job. I do have a friend, uh, you know, uh, acquaintance of sorts, somebody who writes for the Simpsons blog that I wrote for for years, uh, TSTO Addicts, who is of Pakistani descent. He is Canadian, but uh, you know, Safi just was like, eh, I don't, I don't agree, and you know, he's he's entitled to that. Uh, although you know, it, it just you know, there's there's a lot of when it comes to uh, people of color in the entertainment business. I think uh, people of uh, of Asian descent, and then of course you know, in the in the areas of like India and Pakistan, that there there hasn't been as much like movement forward in fully brought in characters. Uh, maybe that'll change with Kamil Nanjani and the Eternals, you know, and the and the uh, it's not the Playboy, the the Chippendales, you know, movie that's coming out. We'll see, but uh, you know, it's just something that I wanted to watch. Watch way too late, and uh, I enjoyed it. Blood and Bone on Netflix, which is based on some young adult novels. Man, it's it's already been announced that uh, it's going to be getting a second season on Netflix. I I really enjoyed it. I think uh, I think it is one hundred percent worth a watch. Uh, Ten episodes, and and yeah, it was it was fun. It's dealing with magic uh, in a universe that is not Earth, and. Uh, and a big event that causes this weird black rift between continents and and what it what it means and you know when you have a character that all of a sudden finds out they have lots of power and and how the people want that and what that does to change your life also you know there's of course a love story because it's based on a young adult novel um and then they even like they took like another novel by the same like author and and made like you know a uh that they brought brought it into that universe and that's it's just sort of cool like i i had no clue that 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 was even uh a thing but yeah i think uh i think it was a really really cool show and and i i think it's worth a watch on netflix i was just like yeah uh it is i'm trying to think um so blood and bone i think the next one is actually going to be based off like the book like called shadow and bone but don't 
don't quote me on that. That might be like a completely thing. But it's an entire series of books called The Grishaverse. Um, it is by American author Lee Bardugo. And uh, yeah, so Shadow and Bone was the first book. Like looking it up. I'm full full disclosure actually looking on Wikipedia. But yeah, they're they're getting more. And I think I think Blood and Bone is. It's, I told Danny, I'm like, you should watch it. Really really fun. I watched Space Sweepers on Netflix. Hot dog, was that fucking a fun sci-fi movie. Uh, I think it is a Korean film, but uh, it has all sorts of different languages and thankfully has subtitles. But yeah, uh, really, really fun. Uh, Dealing dealing with uh, robots and and, and future stuff. And and I I don't even know how how to do justice to the movie. But it was one that, you know, one of my buddies said they just, they caught it. And they were like, holy heck, this movie, movie was freaking good. And uh, it, it's fun. There's, there's a little girl that is, like, the cutest dang thing. But, like, you know, the Earth, of course, like, has, like, income disparity. And there's there's rich people and there's poor people. And then there's these people that just, like, fly around and, and collect the debris that's floating around Earth. And... Basically, the crew of the Spaceship Victory finds this seven-year-old girl inside, and uh, and the 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 UTS space guards want the little girl for reasons, and and what what do they do? They just turn her over, or do they save her? Do they fall in love with her? Like, is there is it wild madcap antics? Yes and no. It's just a really really a fun freaking movie. And uh, when when uh, some of these Korean movies come and hit on the American shores, they're just dang freaking good. And uh, it is it is one of those movies that I highly highly encourage. It's set in the future. I like futuristic science fiction. I like the ships. I like the technology. I like the continuing of the story, and um, I like the comedy and the humor and the heart. And it's it was totally a great movie. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Pacific Rim: The Black. Just gonna be honest, I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I've seen the first Pacific Rim movie; it was fun. The second one, we hate watched it after my friend Sean died. Uh, <laughs> it was problematic. Lots of questions. I actually don't remember that much about the movie other than John Boyega was in it, uh, and there was a villain with some weird stuff that went down. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not the biggest anime fan, and uh, it, there just wasn't enough for it. I was just like, okay, not interested. Maybe it gets a lot better. Uh, somebody can message me and tell me how wrong I am, but I just I wasn't into it, so can't say much more. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, I did watch that. You know, it was not a perfect show, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the story. It really did pick up. It started off a little slow for me, and then it picked up, and I was like, okay, this is fun. I, I liked Leslie Bibb. I liked all, all the actors that were involved, but, you know, uh, alas, it wasn't perfect. And when you're in a world of the Umbrella Academy... And uh, and the boys, like, you know, it's going to be a problem. I'd like seeing Josh Duhamel coming back, you know, as, as another character. But, you know, I, I like the, the different... Matt Lanter was fun in it. You know, I, I, I like the actors. I like the story. I was excited with the cliffhanger and where it could go. Uh, very, very interesting. Honestly, after watching the show, I'm like, man, this is a comic book that I really want to read. It's a comic book that Blue has talked about that he says, wow, it's really freaking good. I remember that was in the Blue sessions, as Danny calls it. We talked about Jupiter's legacy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's over, and we'll see what else comes from the Millerverse. But yeah, I watched Thunder Force on Netflix. 
damn gummit. I that I thought I was gonna like hate watch the movie because I was like, here we go. You know, it's um, <laughs> we're we're watching a movie with Melissa McCarthy and you know Jason Bateman's in it with crab claws. But I like Octavia Spencer and everything that she does. And then uh, you know what? It was it was a fun movie. Even Bobby Cannavale as as the villain. Uh, it, it was it silly, yes. Uh, but the premise was no sillier than any you know superhero origin that you have. And uh, overall, I thought it was fun. I thought it was worth a watch, especially if you have a Netflix subscription. Uh, it was neat. It was neat to see two women that aren't like you know runway models being superheroes, you know. And it was a, a story of friendship and uh, a story of you know unlikely heroes. And I I thought it was cute. And I actually would be interested in them like doing more story for Thunder Force. I, I thought it was fun. I I laughed out loud several times. Maybe I'm an easy mark, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, what else? Oh, I watched Batman TMNT on HBO Max. Watched that with, uh, with uh, I think, the Tiger. Or did I watch it on HBO Max or did I watch it on cable? I don't know, but it was fun. Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was a sweet mashup. I think that movie is worth watching. I also did watch uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead on Netflix. Man, that movie's fun. It's enjoyable. I liked seeing uh, the different twist on the zombies. I liked the entire team. Dave Bautista was great in the movie, as well as many of the other actors who was in the flick. I I just overall I was like, man, that was that was highly enjoyable, and and Zack Snyder doing. I think he's he's best when he's not dealing with uh with the Snyderverse to be completely honest i mean it's so crazy that tignatero was brought in like to completely replace a character um but yeah it it just the entire entire cast was great omari hardwick was amazing as vanderau um what else matthias schweighoffer theo rossi <laughs> seeing theo rossi from uh from you know sons of anarchy like coming in playing his character i was just like holy wow uh, of course, Garrett Dillahunt is in there, uh, which you should know him from Deadwood, and and a bunch of other actors. But you know, it it just overall was really, really highly enjoyable. And I, I think uh, there are worse ways to spend an evening than watching uh, the Army of the Dead. If you're worried about it being too scary, don't be too worried about that. It's not. It's not in that vein with jump scares and whatnot. It's just a good old fashioned zombie movie. Uh, not as good as Zack Snyder's remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead, but a highly enjoyable movie and, and worth a watch. Um, I've Because of Danny and Blue I've and Joseph, uh, the other Joseph, I have watched some of the episodes of Love, Death, and Robots. I think I'm still in season one. What I was not prepared was for some uh, computer-animated, highly realistic sex scenes. I was... Uh, actually watching it with my beautiful not yet two-year-old in the room and all of a sudden there was some stuff going on the screen where i'm like i need to watch this one this boy's not awake because uh holy wow i think the last one i saw was actually uh where they were doing monster kaiju not kaiju fights but monster fights in an arena where the monsters are controlled uh through like a psychic link with people and uh and it's sort of sort of like uh uh, no, I was going to say Black Sails, but that's Pirates. Yarr! Uh, like Black Mirror uh, on Netflix, where some of them have like a weird twist. 
But uh, overall, really enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to getting to season two. I mean, just from that first one where it's all about, like, cats with the twist <laughs> and not, like, uh, Blue ranting about cats and, uh, <laughs> and Gandalf the Grey drinking milk out of a saucer. <laughs> so love Death and Robots. Uh, what I've seen so far, I really like, and I really enjoy seeing some badass uh, computer animation. I have, as of today... Rewatched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and uh, never, never a bad idea to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We're actually watching it because it's on FXM. So if you do the cable, it is available um, on their on their uh, on demand. So it's probably a movie while it's on demand there that I'm gonna watch many more times. Uh, but Tyler finally watched it today, and he was like, "That was a good movie." And uh, I was like, yeah, it was. And now when, when Shawnee asked for my, my man or my man, which is how I say Spider-Man, that's my answer for it. Until August 6th, there's going to be a new Spider-Man show on uh, on one of the Disney kids' channels, Spidey and his friends, which actually I think has Fall Out Boy like, singing, singing the thing. They're your friend, live neighborhood spiders. Whoa! Yeah, I'm not I'm not as good as uh the Fallout Boys guys, but I was just like, wow, they're doing songs for uh for for Baymax and uh and all them and now they're doing songs for the spider on the Disney. And uh yeah, that's the world we live in. I did watch Batman Death in the Family on uh HBO Max. That was fun. Uh it was you know, I like how they're taking some of these classic stories and doing little different twists on it. Uh, I didn't get to watch it in the format where I decided, you know, whether whether Jason Todd gets killed or not. Uh, but yeah, it was it was enjoyable. It was a good movie. Thought that was right on. Uh, I am completely caught up on the Bad Batch. I'm not going to spoil anything other than to say the animation is beautiful, gorgeous. When the show finishes, full show, me and Danny are going to. Uh, absolutely talk about it i'm not sure if blue's watching it and we all know what happened when we wanted him to talk about clone war season seven and he watched rebels and wanted to talk about the bendu instead <laughs> so not sure if blue will be uh participating in the bad batch talk but yeah really really enjoying it they just had stuff that went down with ryloth and they i really enjoy there's some really neat connections with like clone war stuff and rebel stuff in the Bad Batch, but still following this new group of characters who spun out of Season 7 from one of the arcs of Clone Wars Season 7. Uh, wow. It's just so good. And the animation it's just come so far since that first season of the Clone Wars. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it. As far as Loki goes, yes, it finished. Like I said, there's going to be a spoiler episode in a week or two. And we're going to talk all about it and what it means for the future of the MCU. Uh, Sweet Tooth... I think I've only watched three or four episodes of that show, but Hot Dog, does that show sweet and have heart? And that Jeff Lemire comic must just be fantastic. Uh, I just haven't, you know, it's it's one of those that's a show that I'm just watching by myself and uh, have to watch it when the, the shiny is asleep because there is some violence and he's getting older and I can't just watch whatever I want, like when he was a baby. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to catch up on that, but I really, really like Sweet Tooth on uh on the netflix it's it's freaking good it uh i i i highly recommend it we are watching lego masters i think we're a couple episodes behind because we watched that with the tie guy but uh yeah I, I love me some legos i love building legos with the boy and that's just a fun show watching uh people compete and build lego stuff 
and and uh, even better, Will Arnett, the voice of of Lego Batman himself, uh, being the host is <laughs> just so much fun. It, it makes you smile, it makes you laugh, and you get to see cool things get built. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I did watch In the Heights. Uh, I think that was available through the Hippo Max. Uh, while well, they still have you know their stuff releasing and then simultaneously being there, that was a something that happened because of the coronavirus, but does continue. All of those movies that they said they were going to drop, including the Suicide Squad, are the only one that's not is Dune. Um, so yeah, we watched In the Heights, me and Heather, and I really I enjoyed it. I don't think enough people realize that In the Heights was a Lin Manuel Miranda musical before Hamilton. So you're like, oh, get some Hamilton feels, yeah. This was uh, him feeling out and testing his chops and telling a very personal story about Washington Heights, like a place where his family is from. And and also, you know, talking about, you know, you have so many different Latino, Latina characters, you know, Puerto Rican and Mexican and Dominican Republic and just that, that unique New York experience. And I'm not from New York, but I, I have enough friends from New York where it's just sort of a thing. It's sort of like if you're really from LA, Hollywood, like you just sort of get it. Uh, where it's just like a unique little little space and New York even more so because they have all those unique little like hamlets and boroughs within their city. And and in the heights the music's great. I, I loved the way it was shot. Uh John Chow, which I really like Crazy Rich Agents too. Man, it just it was really good and gives me hope for uh, some other good musicals in the future. And I thought I thought they did a really bang-up job. I never saw In the Heights on the stage. I would like to see On the Heights on the stage someday. But uh, it just, it was really freaking good. And there, there's not much else to say other than, like, it's, if you enjoy musicals and you enjoy Lin-Manuel Miranda style, like, it's, it's totally worth checking out In the Heights. Uh, me and the Thai guy, we did watch season three of Camp Cretaceous. Hey... That show's on Netflix, and it is a lot better. Yes, it is designed for kids, but if you were a fan of Jurassic Park, if you were a fan of Jurassic World, if you were a fan of dinosaurs, that show is right up your alley. And in season three, they actually do some really, really rad connections to Jurassic Park, including the book Jurassic Park and not just the movie Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. I, I really enjoyed it. They find great ways to, to introduce like different dinosaurs. I like the kids. And just someday I hope for those dabgum kids to be able to get off the island. Uh, but, they, you know, when season one started, it basically is right with the events of Jurassic World. And they find a way uh, at the end of season three to basically take you to the very beginning of uh, the second Jurassic World movie, Fallen Kingdom. So, yeah, it's it's right there in the universe, and it's really enjoyable. And me and me and Ty binged it. We just, we just started it and just watched the whole dang thing because we just liked it so much. And uh, it was it was fun to, to binge the show with the boy. And, and Heather was very impressed. Like, holy moly, you guys are already done? And we're like, yeah. And, like, the thing is, my, uh, my seven-year-old, he's not the, like, sit down and just, like, watch a show kind of kid. Uh, so that's how I know how much he likes it. Yes, he really, really loves dinosaurs. So I'm sure that helps. And if you have a little one who really loves dinosaurs, hey, this will be right up their alley. Like when we were watching Into the Spider-Verse today at the about the hour mark, you know, he was like, oh, is it still going? And we're like, yeah. Do we want to stop and pause and finish later? He's like, no, let's keep going, which lets me know he's enjoying the movie. But that's just to say, like, to, to binge, like, you know, 10 episodes, even though it's a 30-minute, you know, episode show, hey, good stuff at least for the attention span of seven-year-old and then the the seven-year-old at heart who's actually 41 who also really enjoyed it we watched luca the latest pixar outing 
Uh, we did purchase it for $30 on the Disney Plus. You know what? That, that movie's freaking lovely. Got sea monster kids pretending to be non-sea monster kids and, and a cat named Machiavelli and a, and a one-armed dad that didn't need some crazy backstory to explain how he lost it and a red-headed daughter that's getting in the way of two boys are just enjoying their time and no, it's not any crazy LGBTQ subterfuge. It's just a cute ass story but you know there are elements of it where it could mean different things to different people uh it is definitely about being different uh in a world that that doesn't doesn't like that difference and and can that be overcome and then there's a wall oh man the the kid that's the bad guy in the thing what a freaking asshole <laughs> but uh that's that's you know if you really have a strong feeling about the villain i think they're doing a good job and uh, you really could go much much worse than luca uh, the other, I did watch the Friends reunion with my beloved Heather uh, when I was talking about things that were overrated and I, I mentioned Friends but I did say but I'm going to watch that Friends reunion with my wife because she really enjoys it and we did and it was the reunion was done very very well uh, I guess although they were mentioning stuff from episodes where I was like that happened in the show and Heather like nods to me and I'm like I guess it was 10 seasons oh wow like I'm sure there was lots of stuff that went down uh, but it was it was neat, and uh, it was it was nice to share that viewing experience with the misses. I think it's on the Hippo Max, uh, so if you're a big uh, fan of the Friends, it's it's worth a check out. But that's just me saying that I I think Friends is overrated. But I also did not hate watching the Friends reunion with my beautiful wife. But there's a lot of things I'll do for the woman I love, even if I'm not really into it. I still think Friends is overrated, but the reunion was lovely. Uh, I did finally get around to watching The Mitchells vs. The Machines, uh, Netflix animated uh, with the boy. That's one that I heard was really, really good and uh, just was biding my time for a moment where it was time to watch a movie as a family. Man, that's just a really, really freaking good movie. It's it's all about robots uh, potentially taking over and, and ruining the earth and this hapless family that just is weird and figuring out their thing. Every single character has like their unique idiosyncrasies, uh, but also quite lovely that it is pretty clear by the end of the movie that the, the oldest daughter uh, is, is you know, not not on the, the cisgender, you know, straight angle. And it's, it's really not even like in your face. It's just like a, you find out information and you're like, oh, cool. Because yeah, there's so many people that love different things and it, it doesn't, it's really not important information so much. It doesn't define them as a person. It's just more information about them as a person. But I just thought that was lovely. And also just like, you know, the way, the way sort of dealt with like the TikTok stuff that I don't do, but that I'm aware of, uh, and like YouTube and like making your own movies and then like jokes with the robots and, and jokes at Apple's expense and, and tech, big tech's expense. And it just, it was, it was overall just a really great movie. Uh, and uh, I, I highly encourage it. I think, think so good. It's so good to have so much damn good stuff to watch. I have watched Black Widow, but like I said, the spoiler episode of that will come out in a week or two. Uh, but just to say, I enjoyed the movie very, very much. Me and Heather watched it. And uh, it definitely is, if I was going to rank it, it's somewhere in the middle to the top. Uh, not not in the middle to the bottom of it. So, you know what I mean? I at least place it squarely uh, at the middle. And uh, you will find out more when I talk all about Black Widow with Blue and Danny in the near future. Uh, <laughs> courtesy of uh, on-demand kids and uh, and the Sean. The Sean, Sean, Shawnee McShawn. I've seen Boss Baby like seven times now or whatever it is. Hey, you know, I thought that movie was a really, really stupid premise. 
having seen it, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, there's some funny moments, I guess. It's a really weird idea. I'm, I'm still not sure, and, and you're led to believe that you know it might just be the overactive imagination of an older brother that doesn't want a little baby brother. Mayhap. <laughs> but uh, uh, puppies and, and, and weirdness and, and, a, and a baby in a business suit. Uh, who works for Heaven Babies? I don't know. It's just a weird-ass movie. Uh, there is a sequel that's actually in theaters right now. Not going to see that until it's available on demand. I am quite certain. Uh, but yeah, we've also watched uh, the first two episodes of Monsters at Work. I just love the fact that Billy Crystal and John Goodman have come back to voice Sully and Mike Wazowski. Uh, and I, I like that they're, you know, going over what's going on with Monsters Incorporated, retooling itself to for laughter is what we're after versus being all about scaring small children. Uh, so far, it's good. The animation looks cool. Uh, it's nice hearing their voices. Uh, Cecilia, Mike Wazowski's love interest, is like shinier, but I think it's because the animation's better than the original, question mark. Uh, but yeah, I... I so far we're watching it. I think there's one more episode that's come out that we haven't watched. Uh, and we'll, we'll catch up at some time when the Tyranno's around because that's a show we're going to watch as a family. And the last thing that I've watched quite recently, the most recent thing, no, it's not the Tomorrow War. It's something, Tomorrow War is definitely on my list, something that I want to watch, but it is Space Jam, A New Legacy. And you know what? Uh, I, I've heard some people hating on the movie I've also seen some people loving on the movie. We enjoyed the piss out of that movie. LeBron James was was every bit as good as the one saving grace of that train wreck of a movie called Trainwreck. Uh, I really loved the Looney Tunes. I liked the story. I liked the serververse and all the WB properties were there. Yes, were there some weird moments where they had some background characters that didn't really look like the uh, the actual characters or something? Yes, there was, but it didn't matter because it was a movie about freaking Looney Tunes. And it was a movie about family, although they wisely did not use LeBron James's real family. They actually used actors. But you know, there there were lots of great jokes, like dealing with cultural experiences. And uh, I'm sure there were lots of jokes that I missed because I'm not a big NBA watcher. <laughs> uh, I, I briefly sort of knew who the who the, uh, the goon squad people were based off of, uh, but more so because I've paid attention to some of the women NBA players. Um, it was a great eyebrow joke and you know I, I liked I thought I, I bought into the heart and the, the relationship between LeBron James and his son Dom uh, I really appreciated the stuff that went down with Bugs Bunny I liked the way that they characterized the Looney Tunes and knew who those tunes were and gave them each their moment to shine uh, I liked the, the little nods to properties like Harry Potter and the Matrix and the Wizard of Oz and more uh, overall, I'm, I got to watch it for free on HBO Max because I get it through my phone plan, so I didn't have to go to a, a movie theater. Although Space Jam: A New Legacy in uh, Black Widow's second week did dethrone Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow dropped more, I guess, than any other MCU movie. Although, who knows? You know, it's coronavirus. It's available on Disney Plus. Plus, apparently, it got pirated and, and put out on the internet where people could watch it that way. So, I mean, it dropped, but it still, you know, made like 20-something million dollars, which is, isn't shabby, and who knows what it made on Disney+. Plus. But, uh, yeah, Space Jam A New Legacy. That was a good movie. Do I think it was a better movie than uh, Black Widow? No, not by a long shot. Uh, but I, I do think it is a fun family movie to watch with your kids. 
and uh, Ty wanted to see it, and we watched it, and we really enjoyed it. We actually watched, uh, basically watched it up to halftime for the big game, and then took a pause and came back to see how it all shook out. But, but we really enjoyed it. I think Granny and Bugs Bunny are the shining stars of the Looney Tunes, and uh, I, we liked everything that went down. And uh, Don Cheadle as uh, Al G Rhythm, <laughs> I love good old Don Cheadle. Way to go, I enjoyed your villainy. And, uh, yeah, it was just good. It was lovely. It had heart. had humor. Uh, it had spectacle. Uh, it had, had CGI up the wazoo, but also classic animation, which made me very, very happy. And uh, DC properties thrown into, like, just WB, like, flaunt and all their stuff. And I thought that was neat. It was a neat way to, to update the Space Jam movie for a new generation. And honestly, I think Space Jam, A New Legacy, is better than the original Space Jam. I still think Michael Jordan is a better... NBA player than LeBron James but uh, that's not to argue with anybody that's just I think LeBron James is great <laughs> but uh, Michael Jordan is just Michael Jordan right and there was even a great Michael Jordan joke in the middle of it and they even showed the little guys from the original Space Jam movie so there was lots of stuff for everybody and I thought it was great but that's uh, all the corn screen watches and it does take us over the hour mark but we're gonna finish this episode is done we had some news I finally got the time to talk about some of the stuff that I've watched and uh, I think overall a successful episode of the podcast from those corn screens if I'm really going to recommend Superman and Lois so so good of the DCW stuff Um, the Space Sweepers movie I told you about I really think that's worth your time Um, Army of the Dead I do also love Death and Robots Uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse if you haven't seen it now what the heck are you doing with your life Um, The Bad Batch and Loki very fun. Sweet Tooth, man, don't sleep on that on Netflix. It's so freaking cute. As well as Blood and Bone. I think that was a, a good show, especially if you needed, for all of you that need to get a little bit of your Game of Thrones rocks off or while you're waiting for Witcher Season 2 to come out in, in December. It's got a, some of those feelings. And uh, what else? Camp Cretaceous, Mitchells vs. the Machines, all that, all that good stuff. There was a, a lot of good stuff to be watched, and I'm very thankful to have watched them and that's uh this episode of the podcast uh you know all the things at wookie Rad on twitter and instagram you can shoot me an email laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com uh use or anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball you want to support the podcast go buy some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball uh my decolonize the jungle crew shirt just got some love courtesy of uh you know, Jungle Cruise officially reopening on July 16th, as well as Jungle Cruise's birthday, which just also happens to be Disneyland's birthday, and my oldest child's birthday, July 17th. So, uh, gave me an opportunity to post a picture of me wearing my decolonized Jungle Cruise shirt, and uh, got a little bit of love. Uh, so, there you go. Um, what else? I sort of lost my train of thought, which isn't weird, since it's like 11.44 at night. Uh, hmm... I don't know. Oh, Laugh It Up Fuzzball, the Facebook group. So Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Go to Facebook, look it up, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Ask to join. We'll say yes. And that's where a lot of the news for these solo news episodes comes from. And I think that's all the things for one week. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And I'll be back talking with Danny in the next episode. Until then... TTFN Wookie out.